talk about communication today. Um, there is so much written, numerous books that have been written on the techniques of effective communication, but really only a handful explore who we're required to become in order to be successful at this seemingly simple task. Effective communication, the kind that actually works, is arguably our most impactful life skill. Yet, unfortunately, it's one most of us are not very good at. So what I wanna to offer to you today is an idea. I put it to you that every effort we make at communicating stems from one of two mindsets. So I'm not talking about strategy and techniques. I'm talking about mindsets, who we are being while we're communicating. So I'm saying that we are either aiming for connection or for control. In other words, we're either trying to force an outcome, control, or we're hoping to get closer to the other person through connection, even if we have to wade through temporary discomfort. I don't often use the word always, but I will hear communicating from control is always a bad idea. Because if it doesn't get us in trouble right away, it certainly will in the long run. So here are seven ways to identify if you're aiming for control while you are communicating. Number one, you're hearing, but you're not listening. Number two, you've already made up your mind about the right outcome, like what needs to happen. Number three, you have an agenda, although you say you don't. And sometimes we have an agenda and we don't even know it ourselves, but it's there. Number four, you need to prove that you're right. So you're constantly listening to build evidence for your side of the argument. Number five, you know what's best for the other person, even if they themselves don't know it. So somehow they should be listening to you. Number six, you feel like the other person owes you and should follow your counsel. And lastly, you try to make the other feel pity for you. So this is a particular kind of manipulation that feels like you're, you're like sharing and being vulnerable with the other person, but really what you're doing, you're trying to control them by making them pity you. The problem with controlling communication is while you might win the battle, you will surely lose the war. The battle being the subject of discussion and, and the war being the trust and connection in the relationship. So on the other hand, communication that aims for connection lands very differently and, and leads to higher trust, intimacy, and depth. Here are seven ways to identify if you're aiming for connection. Number one, you're led by curiosity. You're constantly wondering what it is that you may not know yet. Number two, you're willing to be wrong. So you're leaving space for that. Number three, you can hold space for the other person's emotions, no matter how upset they might be. Number four, you're able to shut down the voice, you know, that ongoing um, 
voice in your head while the other person is speaking. So just for that period of time to only be listening to them. Number five, you can also hold space for your own escalating emotions without reacting in the moment. Number six, you use the word and far more than, if not entirely, instead of the word but. Listen, whatever you say, you're saying, if you follow it with but, it negates everything that came before. So use and. And lastly, you're able to hold two opposing points of view simultaneously. Yesterday, we entered a new moon phase, one known in the Jewish calendar as Rosh Chodesh of. Spiritually, this is an auspicious 24 hours for deepening our connections with, with yourself and with ourselves and others. Now that you understand the difference between communication that connects versus the kind that controls, I invite you to set a goal for the next 24 hours to practice these seven steps for creating connection through communication. Don't be surprised if you create a miracle or two.